Hey, hi, brothers and sisters. It's Brother Joe here. I hope you had a good week. I had a good week. And um, I prayed earnestly this morning that uh, God would draw the people that he wants to to see the video, uh, whether it's to uh, improve your walk with a Yeshua, Jesus, or whether it's to help others improve their walk. So I'm excited about today's message. And uh, we'll read a, a few scriptures um, to learn how to please God and do his will. So uh, the first scripture is going to be uh, about Moses. As you know, Moses, God um, selected him to uh, be his vessel to deliver the Israelites out of bondage from Egypt. And so, you know, the story, he meets God in a burning bush and God selects him. Man, he's the most meek on the planet at the time. He says, why me? I don't speak well. It angers God. Because God can help any vessel, no matter how weak you are, he can make you strong. But he says, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let Aaron speak for you. I'll speak to you. You speak to Aaron. Aaron will be your voice. Um, so right after this, Moses gets his gear together, he gets his wife, his children, he leaves his father-in-law to do God's will. And on the way, we're going to read Exodus chapter 4, verse 24. And it came to pass on the way at the encampment that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. Now listen to this, brothers and sisters. This is Moses. Right? Chosen by God, the most meek on the planet. We learned that, you know, to be humble is, is precious in God's eyes. Proud, the proud he hates. But he's going to kill him, right? Because he told Moses to circumcise his child. The covenant that he made with Abraham, after eight days, the, children were to, the male children were to be circumcised. And so he failed to do this. And so that we read in the next verse, 25, Then Zipporah, his wife, took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at Moses' feet. And said, Surely you are a husband of blood to me. And reading from 26, The Lord, so he let him go. So God let him go. Now, what we can learn from this is if God says to do something, do it. You understand, brothers and sisters? All right. So now we're going to move to another famous passage. It's in Genesis chapter 19. And this is about Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, Sodom and Gomorrah is filled with sin. Filled with sin. So God... Uh, three angels appeared to Abraham, one of them being the Lord. Uh, and uh, I believe it was the Lord Yeshua before he comes incarnated to die for our sins. Because nobody sees God, Scripture's clear and lives. That's God the Father, who's a consuming fire. So the Lord appears before Abraham. And he tells him that he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And the two uh, angels go and depart, and he has a discussion with Abraham. And Abraham has a, has a nephew named Lot. 
in Sodom and Gomorrah. So he says, if there's 50 good people, will you still destroy? He says, yes. He goes 45, 40, 30, down to 10. The Lord says, even if there's 10 good people, I won't destroy it. Uh, who's there is Lot, Lot's wife and his two daughters and two son-in-laws. So Lot goes and tells his son-in-laws after he gets the message from the angel that you're going to have to depart from here because God's going to destroy this place. They laugh. They think it's a joke. Can you imagine? But you know, people today do that. Many pastors, most pastors will tell you we're in our last days. Uh, in Jude, it says that Sodom and Gomorrah was an example of what he's going to do in the future here and burn the earth with fire. He, he sends fire down to burn up Sodom and Gomorrah and all the bad, other bad cities that are surrounding there. And he's going to do that now. And many people laugh, don't laugh. You know, the day is coming, the day of the Lord is coming, we all need to be ready, and we need to what? Save as many brothers and sisters as we can before the Lord comes, right? All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to pick it up. In chapter 19, verse 17, so it came to pass, when they had brought them out, the angels had brought out Lot, his two daughters, and his wife, they said, escape for your life and do not look behind. You nor stay anywhere in the plain, but escape. Now we go down to 24. It says, and then the Lord rained brimstone of fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of heavens. Now, you know, some people may think, well, gee, you know, that doesn't sound real. If you believe that God Almighty made the heavens and the earth, all the people and everything that grows on the earth, this is not too far-fetched. This is pretty simple for God to rain fire on this city and destroy it. And same thing with this earth. Whatever he created, he can destroy. And he can make new again, just as he made us new again. Right, brothers and sisters? All right, so now we pick it up in... Verse 26, but his wife looked back behind him and she became a pillar of salt. God killed his wife because she looked back because she did not obey God's command through the angel. What do we learn from this? If God says, don't do something, don't do it. See, brothers and sisters. All right, so now the message today is a parable of the tares. Tares means weeds. Uh, I, uh, many years ago, I was in a police academy. And before we started the academy, it was a high-stress academy, and uh, many people would drop out. They wouldn't make it because of stress, because of academics, because of their physical ability. And so they wanted all of us to take our loved ones and they have a little meeting to prepare us mentally for what we had to do and what was going to happen. So we sat down and we said, they said, okay, look to your left and look to your right. Now I want to picture yourself, you're in church. Look to your left and look to your right. Now everybody you see is going to be at graduation day. You see, it's the same thing in a church, in a Christian church. And that's what the parable of the tares is, and so we'll read about it and learn about it. So this is found in Matthew chapter 13. 
Another parable he put forth them, saying, this is Jesus, Yeshua, talking. The, king of the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in the field. The man is Jesus, the field is the world. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares, weeds, among the wheat and went his way. The enemy is the devil. But when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants, that's the pastors of the church, of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? And he said to them, An enemy has done this, that's the devil. The servant said to him, Do you want uh, us then to go and gather them up? But he said, No, lest while you gather the tares up, you uproot the wheat with them. You see, the pastors are asking Jesus, shall we go and find the people in the congregation that aren't living the right way and cast them out? He says, no, let them grow together. Because, you see, nobody knows who the tares are except for God. He knows who's going to make it and who doesn't. He knows who's living for him 100% and is not. And he says, let both grow together until the harvest. That's the day of the Lord. That's judgment day. And at that time of the harvest, I will send the reapers. That's the angels. First gather together the tares and bind them in bundles and burn them. That'd be sending them to hell, brothers and sisters. But gather the wheat into the barn. Now, we move over to 41. It says, the son of man will send his angels and they will gather out of his kingdom all that offend and all those who practice lawlessness. Remember those words, practice lawlessness. That's practicing sin, brothers and sisters. And he says, And I will cast them into the furnace of fire and there will be gnashing and wailing of teeth. He's going to send the ones that practice sin to hell. But for you and I, brothers and sisters, then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom and with their father. Okay, so you understand that uh, not everyone in the church is living 100% for him. He wants 100% out of us, Lord. You understand? See, let me show you another verse to put it in more perspective. We're looking at Matthew now in chapter 7, verse 21. It says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of the Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. That's practicing sin, you see? You know, you can go to church. You can have your Bible. You can tell everyone you're a Christian. But if you're not practicing righteousness, 
and you're practicing lawlessness, you're practicing sin, and God comes to take you at that time, you get cast out into hell. You understand? So we got to put on Jesus. We got to practice righteousness. You know, you, you, many of you, I'm sure, played athletics, right? And you want to win the prize. You want to win that gold medal. What do you do? You practice. What does that mean? You do it over and over and over. Well, if you're sinning over and over and over, you're practicing sin. You understand? God's not going to deal, deal with you. He's not going to call you his friend. He's not going to know your name. You understand? You want that. You want to be God's friend. But we give him reverence. He calls us friend. We call him Lord. You understand? All right, so... That leads us to one last scripture. And this is talking about Jesus. And having been perfected, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Now, if that's not important, it wouldn't be there. Okay? Jesus is the one who has two keys. In Revelation says Jesus has two keys. One key is to death. No one dies on this earth unless Jesus says so. And the other key is to hell. No one goes to hell unless Jesus says so. And here Jesus is say, says that you, you will receive the Holy Spirit. You will be sealed for the day of redemption if you obey him. So these tares are not obeying. So brothers and sisters, um, if, if you examine yourself, you see, this is the thing. God wants 100% of you of repentance. He wants you to repent 100% in your heart, not with your lips. Many people just repent with their mouth. But they want to keep that one sin, that one thing that, trust me, God knows everything. He sees everything. He sees everything in darkness. You are not doing anything that he doesn't know about. And so if you're keeping back that one sin and you're practicing it, doing it over and over, okay, you're a terror. In the scripture, he tells us many, many times, if your eye causes you sin, pluck it out. It's better to go to heaven with one eye than to go to hell with two. He uses this horrible, excruciating example to tell you how important it is to get rid of that sin that the devil knows what to go after you. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy what is God's. Okay, brothers and sisters? So get rid of the evil company. If the computer causes you sin, don't look at it. Or put, a, put some sort of block on, some child uh, protection on there. If you, if you can't keep the controls, have your wife fix the controls. Or you change the code for your wife. You know, pornography is something a lot of people stumble on. Women are not exempt from that. Okay, so... You both have to help each other. If you're married, help each other to to uh, get that crown of righteousness. Okay, work together. Uh, many, uh, uh, I don't have HBO. I don't have Showtime. I just got regular TV, and I watch very little of it because the devil uses those programs to to entrap people with lust. Okay, um, you know, uh, drugs. Okay, if you got a drug problem, you got to stop it, brothers and sisters. Alcohol. He says, do not drink to drunkenness. 
Uh, here in California, in the United States, they, they have just uh, uh, legalized pot, marijuana, okay? Well, don't say, well, you know, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible, Brother Joe, that smoking pot is, is sinful. Come on, you know, common sense. If you can't drink to drunkenness, smoking pot and, 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 and altering your mind and your motor skills, you think God wants that? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Okay, so, you know, um, back in the day, they used to call it dope, right? You don't want to be a dope. You understand what I'm saying? You don't want to make your mind slower than it is. No, brothers and sisters, give everything. Give everything to the Lord, and he will give everything to you. He will reward you, and that's what we want. So if you are not a tear, use these scriptures. Use this. You don't know who the terrors are, so don't accuse anybody of being a terror. But if you have a Bible study, share this message with them, you know, because chances are there's at least one terror in your Bible study, guaranteed. And it's not too late to change. Just like the prodigal son changed, anybody can change before they take their last breath and come back to the Lord and repent 100% with all their heart. You know Remember, we're supposed to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And if you do, you're going to want to please God and do His will. You're going to want to obey Him, brothers and sisters. And He knows we're not perfect. We know we're going to stumble and fall and make mistakes, but He forgives us. But it's that practicing sin, brothers and sisters, the redundant over and over that same sin that you have to stop. You have to. And I know you can. With the help of the Holy Spirit, you can do all things. Amen? All right, so brothers and sisters, remember to pray up every day, read up every day, and keep the love of Jesus, Yeshua, in your heart. And we'll all be together in heaven someday. Amen.